When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the 2023 NFL Combine, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable. It's my good friend and co-host, Bo Brock. And I would love to open this show, Bo, talking about the many fine athletes here at the Combine or, I don't know, players on the Arizona Cardinals. But we unfortunately have to take a dark turn following the NFL PA report card, the first ever yesterday, in which the Arizona Cardinals bluntly failed across the board. They flunked it. They look like my middle school and high school report cards. They were brutal, but they went they went below what I thought was even possible. F minus? That doesn't exist. What's an F minus? Anybody ever uh, seen one of those before? No, nope, not even on my report cards. Yeah, that's that, that's unbelievable. Yes. I mean, that's you know, you use the word exposed, but it's also something you can't run from yeah. as an organization. And the Arizona Cardinals have to uh, really kind of quickly pivot as they revamp their front office, their football operations, their roster. There's also this part of the equation. I mean, if you want to be one of 32 in this league, you have to keep up with the Joneses, and that includes your facility. And this is something that kind of has, has been a slow burn. That includes Jerry. Yeah. Jones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jerry Jones obviously is known for <laughs> top-notch facilities, and Michael Bidwell's on the opposite end of that spectrum. And you, you got to be, you got to be able to play ball closer than that. You want to be a big boy. You want to be one of a legitimate franchise. Yeah. You have to, you have to take care of business. You got to take care of your players. And you know, I see some reaction. I see a little bit of pushback on Twitter saying, "Well, you know, these guys would never make it in the real job, and you know, they're, you know, they're coddled and and all this." But look, this is the NFL. Like you want to lure top-tier talent here, you've got to have top-tier facilities. For those that don't know what we're yes, talking I'm about. Just, I'm just going on well, and on. Listen, yeah. this came out yesterday after our show, and it's like, we want to talk about this. We're fired up to talk about it. Basically, the NFL Players Association pulled players, like a lot of players, across 1300. the, la- 1300, across the landscape of the NFL. And they had them grade each team, each franchise, on a number of categories, including food service, weight room, uh, you know, treatment of families, and they get a cumulative grading score. And the Cardinals were 31st in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, only in front of, you guessed it, Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders. However, and we're going to pull up the report card now, they had more failing grades than the Commanders. The Arizona Cardinals had five Fs, whereas the Commanders only, and I say only, only had four Fs. So again, we look at what the Cardinals did. Treatment of families in F, Bo, tied for 29th, tied for last. So technically, they are last. Food service, nutrition, F minus, tied for 30th, tied for last. Weight room, unequivocally the worst weight room, according to players in the NFL, at an F minus. 32, training room, F minus, tied for last. Locker room, 31st. You were telling me before the show today, 
the ASU Sun Devil football program with Kenny Dillingham and company do a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. They have a better locker room than the Arizona Well, I mean, Cardinals. that was back in the Todd Graham days. I mean, that was that was a long time ago that they upgraded their facilities. And, and the Arizona Cardinals, you know, in 2015, they they had kind of worked on their, their training room. And it, it quickly kind of uh, was was passed by yeah. as far as what, what's acceptable, what modern-day organizations are doing as far as their training facility but yeah, I mean, this is this is ridiculous, as, as you point out, and you know, you look at the food service nutrition. As they, the NFL Players Association, this was a very thorough overview of yeah. each and every team. This wasn't just here's a report card; you can jump to your own conclusions. I mean, it breaks down a lot of this and says that the Cardinals are second to last overall score at a 32 NFL clubs. The locker room does not have confidence. That Michael Bidwell, the owner, is willing to invest and upgrade the facilities. He ranks the lowest in that category across the league. Responses that provide uh, the basis for the characterization include the worst-ranked weight room, in which some players feel is a safety hazard. Unbelievable. And I've heard that before. When we were out at Radio Row, uh, we were talking to a couple Cardinals players, former Cardinals players, and they confirmed that. They said as far as the weight room floor... It's atrocious. It's atrocious. It's outdated training room, locker room, and the policy deducting dinner from players' paychecks should want players to get food. Uh, it kind of deters them from getting food at the facility. Yeah, the players describe it as a health and safety risk to just walk through the weight room. That's not our opinion. That's the NFLPN. I think that's the, the best part and the worst part of this if you're Michael Bidwell. This isn't like Johnny on the spot insider leaking this out from one or two disgruntled players. This is coming from a thorough, as you mentioned, examination, grading, and evaluation of the Cardinals' facility. And this is something that is, they're adamant. Hey, Cardinals, we can't walk through your weight room because the floors are uneven. It's 2023. Unacceptable. Quality of food, ranked 32nd. Uh, I've heard from administrative staff there, people who worked at the organization, ex-players, if you want food, you have to pay for it. Right. That's unbelievable. It's, it's interesting. I'm curious what if, if it's a, an attack on the quality of it. I've, I've obviously seen in the locker room, the cafeteria is right there. You've seen the food. It, it doesn't strike me as like it's, it's – it's, they're not eating like, uh, I don't know, like Arby's roast beef sandwiches, right? I mean, which is fine. Arby's is a great establishment. But as, as far as eating it on a daily basis, uh, as I look – they're not a sponsor. It's okay. Uh, I'm but thinking Arby's. They, they're eating well. Yeah. They're eating well. Arby's I mean, is great. yeah, the, the curly fries are pretty outstanding. <laughs> Arby's is a great. Experience. I'm sorry. Which what's the bottom tier? There is no bottom tier. All food is great. All okay, food all is food. Great. Okay, well, hey, I wait, real quick. Speaking of food, while we, I mean, oh, you've got food. something. Oh, you want in me to? Front of you, I don't think we should indulge do this now. in this. What? Yeah, yeah. You don't think you should do this now? Wait. Well, I mean, it's it is it's shrimp cocktail. So this is the this is the famous shrimp cocktail. From St. Elmo's, the steakhouse here in Indianapolis. How did you get that? Uh, I just put it in my pocket okay. when we left the, the They were walking the around. Yeah, they were. Sort of, and actually, they were filming them walking around, which I thought was an interesting content choice. Yeah. But uh, well, Are th- you going to eat that This now? is what they're trying to do. They're trying to kind of get some people who are unaware of the heat that this brings. Because this is a cocktail sauce that has very, very hot horseradish in it. Yeah, I ate hot. it and didn't flinch. Like, if, if, we, if we were doing a report card on this, as far as the hotness, it's it's not an F-, minus. It's, it's an A+. A plus. Yeah. So, uh, we will do this in a little bit. Okay, we'll okay. I mean, it's been sitting out for an hour. What's another couple minutes? <laughs> Might as well stay <laughs> out there. Two hours. I want to get to uh, treatment of families. Yeah. Um, F, they're tied for last. Uh, they're one of 14 teams that don't offer what's called a family room. Wait, I thought F is for family. Uh, F is for uh, <laughs> Cardinals. You flunked this shit. Uh, and they're one of 11 teams that do not offer a daycare. 
Um, so basically, if you're an aspiring player in the NFL and you're a free agent and you visit this team and you've got a couple kids or you've got you know extended family coming in, you want to spend some time with them, the, the Cardinals don't have a place for you to do that. Other franchises, organizations do. Um, so again, I know that they didn't fail it completely in terms of like F across the boards. And I think we would be... Um, you know, unfair to say, okay, like their strength coaches in A, according to this. It's tied for 17th. Buddy Morris, awesome. There's he a lot of respect there. I know he was, he was under fire because of all the injuries this season, but then you look at how it's it's perceiving the, uh, the facilities. Yeah. I think that's more uh, you can maybe point to that and say, you know, there was a reported injury as far as that weight room goes. Yeah. Remember Marcus Golden? Dropped he, he said he dropped a kettlebell on his, on his foot, and that's why, you know, he did get a new contract, and he got back to start the season. But, uh, you know, it, it's just – this is – regardless of how you cut it up, this is just unacceptable. And, and this is – this these grades are relative to the rest of the league. This isn't relative to your Gold's Gym down the street. No. You know, this is – and unfortunately, we don't – we probably don't get to play in the same arena and, and work out in the same facilities as these, these, these athletes. But these are multimillion-dollar – athletes that you're investing in and you're trying to recruit to your organization and you have to be able to keep on par with the rest of the league and this is a true indictment that they are so far from it it's not even close yeah it's um it's disheartening because i you know i've been a staunch supporter of michael bidwell wanting to win maybe not knowing how to win and again like i've been you've been to the press box like i've been to other press boxes around the nfl and the cardinals do a nice job taking care of their press now, of course, that's not the same as taking care of players 365 days a year, but I wanted and hoped to believe that, okay, they're probably somewhere in the middle of the pack, maybe mm. at the, the, the bottom tier, upper bottom tier. But to be so definitively last that players around the NFL said, I don't want to be around your training facility because it's unsafe for me to work out in, and if I want to come in and try to get better in the offseason and there's food available and I'm a player – under contract, you're going to deduct that from my paycheck? I mean, that is – that. I, I think Michael Bidwell's late father, Bill Bidwell, via our own Frank Sanders, told us a story once upon a time that your game checks that were mailed to you, mm. the postage was deducted right. from that game check. This is along the same line. And, again, Michael Bidwell has done a lot of good for this franchise. Right. Got the new stadium built. Very Up until this, seemed very – player-friendly, pro-player, getting contract extensions done, this shows you he's got a long way to go. And we know that because the franchise has still not been very good, not competitive this past year. But we were hopeful following the end of the year, external GM, assistant GM, new head coach that everybody's talking about, lauding here and Jonathan Gannon. Like, you want to see the progress, and there is progress there. But this entire operation, not just the football side, but everything – should be evaluated with the Arizona Cardinals. Everything. You right. should go up and down if you're Michael Bidwell. Fine-tooth comb every nook and cranny and say, this needs to be better, unacceptable. He talked about leaning on other GMs and executives around the NFL to better his football team. You should do that, Michael Bidwell, if you want my advice, for every piece of your franchise, not just football, because this is an yeah, embarrassment. Th- this was something that came on, uh, became a topic on the Pat McAfee show. AQ Shipley, former Arizona Cardinals uh, center, backed up the claims. And what McAfee and his crew were just witnessing on Hard Knocks, just watching yeah. you know, the cameras follow him around all that facility and saying, hey, these, 
like the 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 cold tubs, the facilities, like the where you're kind of getting treatment, you know, the locker room, it all seems outdated. And AQ kind of uh, he said, yeah, that that's right. So with that kind of became uh, kind of a groundswell of people saying, what's going on with the facilities? And then as as recent as Jonathan Gannon's introductory press conference, owner Michael Bidwell push back on that and I believe we have his comments uh, in regards to uh, people questioning you know whether or not Arizona Cardinals facilities are up to snuff this is what the cards owner had to say well there was a lot of noise out there 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 tends to be a lot of it was inaccurate I think a lot of people came in and uh, uh, liked our facility in fact Jonathan and the Eagles got a chance to to be here last week and use the facilities Um, we you know we talked a lot about areas of improvement that We're just not uh, football, but m- also football operations, if you will, about areas where we could we could be uh, improving things. We're very open about that. Uh, he kind of gave two different answers there. For sure. He kind of basically said he took offense mm-hmm. probably to AQ and other people's comments. But then he also probably said, or he did say, like, we're looking to improve. Probably because he had Sean Payton in his building for seven hours, and he— Sean was probably like, hey, Michael, what what the hell is this? Right. Like, fix your shit. <laughs> and so maybe Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Ford's like, Do you hey, think that those conversa- conversations happen? Yeah. I mean, you've had people over to your house before. And yeah. If it's... But I'm not... They're not coming to live with me. Yeah, but like, if they come to live with me and they're paying me rent mm-hmm. and I've got, you know, a cardboard box for them to sleep in <laughs> and they would like a day bed or a new mattress, they're going to say, hey... Make some investments here. If if I'm going to commit to you and sign a lease with you, yeah, not I'm not going to sleep on. I don't know your your yeah, old here's air your mattress. dilapidated futon. Right, isn't this nice? Yeah. yeah. Can I have your rent check uh, up front, please? Yeah. Give me your do, uh, deposit right now. Double do we that. Need to do grades of the Raggedy Inn at some point. No. Oh, the Raggedy Inn and uh, the Airbnb that we're staying out here. It's a special place here in Indianapolis. Are the accommodations it's historic. here? Historic. It is historic. It is historic. So so are these gradings for the Arizona Cardinals as far as this report card? They are historically low. I mean, it's the first one. But, I, I love, you know, and I think that this is good for the organization. I but, do, too. You know, coming off of those comments from Bidwell, he says they're open, right? They're open to making changes. Obviously, what he's focused on right now, this is not me making an excuse for him, but what they're focused on is first, as far as the, the football operations standpoint, because those need to be revamped. But I think that also played a big part in why they're here. Because when you look at, you talk about the differences between Bill and Michael Bidwell, but there were still people from those that that those organizations of the past, right? I mean, you just let go of your general manager who was your GM for ten years, but he was with the organization for almost twenty-five years. Yeah. And there were people, executives in that building for, for a long time. And this is long overdue. But this is, if you look at the facts of this, this is an organization that you know has leaned heavily on people who have been in that within that facility walls since Bill Bidwell back in the early nineties. Since they moved to Arizona, this is like the first fresh look at this that, at this organization, and they're getting a, a very sobering approach and, and diagnosis of where they are. Yeah, and I, if you're Michael Bidwell, don't double down on no. your comments. No, it's time to it's time to take your medicine. Yeah, and don't have Larry Fitzgerald or, or whomever you want come out and be a mouthpiece for the franchise, saying I've always appreciated. The, the money that they put in it. No, no, no. Own it. Because, again, this is not one or two one-off comments from insiders or ex-players disgruntled they didn't get a contract. This is 1,300 players saying, you're not good enough. This is unacceptable. Your franchise is worth four to six, and that might be conservative, billion dollars. What the Suns sell for? 
recently? Yeah, 4.6. 4.6. And this is the NFL. Uh, you're at least getting that. And then to have this operate, this Mickey Mouse operation <laughs> where players literally can't walk in your weight room and, and feel like they're being taken for a song because they can't have a sandwich after they work out. It's the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, I mean, it's the horror oh. stories. Hey, you got to go pay for your pop, and right? You, you got to pay for yeah. your soda. You live in a booming economic climate in the Valley, one of the fastest growing uh, cities downtown, Arizona, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Glendale in America. It's just unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And it makes me, it makes me question Michael really for the first time, like publicly, like Michael, how could you assume that this was okay? How could you assume it was okay to charge players for, for a meal if they're coming in to work out? How could you assume walking through a weight room if players are players are probably telling Michael Bidwell, "Hey, this is unsafe." Right. And, well, I mean, also, but he's the one that's signing the checks, and, and yeah, they're they're yeah. getting paid handsomely, right? And and as far as like who who like how far can that go? Can, yeah. Can you put yourself in a tough predicament if you're the one in there criticizing it, and your your players or your brothers in that locker yeah. room gonna back you up when you say, "What the hell's going on here?" Well, I to me, it's. He's had probably too many yes-men around him. Absolutely. And he needs people that can come in and be objective and say, Michael, we want what you want. We want to build a championship. We want a winner. What you do here is the opposite of that. And I, I, I know definitively, Bo, Monty and Gannon have, have already pushed back on a number of things. They've gotten some things done here in the course of the last four to six weeks since they've started that are a little bit outside the norm. I mean, this the staffing process came out slowly. They were aggressive to get those coordinators. Yeah. They they told, you know, who they needed to. Let's not mess around. Let's get these people. And, and as much as you'd like uh, when we return to Arizona and, and we go to the facility for whatever reason, you know, whether it's a free agent signing or people start to press the questions and continue to move this forward and hold this organization accountable and tip of the cap to the Players, or, uh, Players Association for doing this, for yeah. exposing this. Uh, but, you know, as, as far as real change, like, I don't expect going back and seeing, like, you know, plastic up and, you know, hard hat area immediately that they're working on the training facility. But you'd like to see them making strides towards that and putting plans in place. But, I mean, the thing that you can do right now is you can say, if you're coming to work it out the facility in the off season and you're going to have lunch there, you're going to have dinner there. It's on us. Yeah. That, that should go without saying, right? I, <laughs> I mean, that's an easy st- fix. I want you to stock my soda machine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like saying it's you put out a company memo saying Fridays are Hawaiian shirt day. Now you say, hey, you coming in? Meals on us, guys. Come on in, work out, better yourself, and have a good meal. Do you think we'll hear from Michael Bidwell again? Uh, they've got the annual league meeting at the end of March. I don't think, unless there's a big signing between now and then, I don't think so. And I don't think he needs to talk. I think what can Actions. you what can you what can you say at this point? I think it speaks better if he just. Kind of, he hired his GM, he hired his coach. They've been dragged through the coals here, rightfully so, over the course of the last calendar year, on and off the field. Just egregious. So now you let your new people run the show. Uh, and we're excited to see how, how that happens. And again, I'm adamant. I think this is a good thing. Like, we're absorbing that yesterday. You get this out there. This is not, I mentioned this to you off air, this is not the 70s and 80s and 90s when dysfunctional franchises could hide behind a fake moniker and, and now players and fans have too much of a voice. Fans are too educated now. They cut the shit. Everybody knows, like, your facility isn't up to snuff. Players are telling you it has to be better or we don't want to come here. And then you're turning around and you're up in ticket prices 20%. You can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. You got you to gotta take care of it. You have to become a big boy franchise now, Michael. I, I don't think there's been enough 
kind of uh, self-evaluation or, or organizational evaluation uh, from the decision makers there in, in exploring what's going on around the league. Correct. I mean, as we heard him saying is, you know, when he pushed back at Gannon's press conference, he's, he even like kind of put, I think, Gannon in a tough spot saying the Eagles were here the previous week for the Super Bowl. They didn't think anything was wrong with it. Well, they were guests. They were, they were visiting. They were preparing for the, for the Super Bowl. I mean, it's an upgrade where, I mean, the Super Bowl teams used to practice at Scottsdale Community College. I mean, so to go to an NFL facility, it's a level up. But still, when you look at it relative to the rest of the league, like the the top teams in this, the Minnesota Vikings, you're starting to see their facilities. It's like, okay, we've that's the standard, yep. and we've got to be Mirror there. Mirror that, yes. Mirror that, and what the Vikings do last off season, they got a new GM and a new head coach. I know they didn't re- revamp their facility in one off season, right? But I mean, the Cardinals, listen, it, this is this is a process. It's a process with their team, with their coaching staff. Uh, and, and with their entire football department. Uh, and guys are killing it in the chat, yeah. by the way. The chat is on fire. Oh, the comment about there should be a cheesy reality show thing where they, like, reveal <laughs> like it to all the guys. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like a dream makeover? Uh, yeah, yeah, take the big sheet yeah. off. And <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, this looks the same. You just painted a different color. <laughs> 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 yeah. We can walk here now. Yeah, you got Bidwell. He, he's blindfolded, and then they take it off, and they re- reveal the floor, and he's like a tear just comes down his eye. And they show like the before and after shots. <laughs> like there's the floorboard halfway up, and yeah. then now it's like, ooh, look at this nice linoleum on the ground. <laughs> That's perfect for flight plan. That's you should write that in for Cardinals yeah. flight plan. Extreme Re- home makeover edition flight plan. We'll host it. We'll do it. If yeah. they need oh, us to. okay. You a big flipper flopper guy? Yeah, I'm a, okay. I'm a co- property brothers, of course. Property brothers. Okay. He's the third property I um, heard property. Right Elver saying uh, he's going to use the Super Bowl cash to upgrade the facilities. I don't think you get any cash from uh, hosting the Super Bowl. Uh, Low tone Capone saying the Pat McAfee effect. And you know when Pat McAfee dropped by our show in Radio Row, he said, "Look, Shameless this is plug. this was not. It was. It, I love that plug. I love that I can say that when you know when he just sat down right next to you and said he's a friend of the program. Yeah. Um, he That's said, huge. "Look, this isn't us love just it. complaining to complain. This is like they got the the Cincinnati Bengals." One of the most frugal, should I say? Is that fair? Uh, they're in. They're, I mean, they're, they were down with, Infamously, with Arizona. Yeah, and they cheap. were the bungles for yeah. a very long. Oh time. yeah, there were a lot of paper bags that were worn while we were growing up from Bengals fans. They're not the team that we've seen most recently in, in Joe Burrow and in, in that squad that has made their way to most recently AFC Championship game in the Super Bowl the previous season. This is an organization that's known as is very cheap, and you know the, them pushing for them to get kind of a. a, a uh, was it uh, a domed facility? Yeah, they couldn't work out like during the right. uh, Super Bowl AFC Championship game outside. This is if you're a fan base, you should want your organizations to do this. Like, I don't want them to just go out there and just throw cash, throw cash, and say, "Hey, this is our state of the art." Um, we've got a curling center over there, so the guys can kind of take yes. a load off. Yeah, no, you remember that? Let's do that. Just to just to spend all the billions of dollars that that the team takes in as far as revenue, but you got to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, and, and that includes Jerry Jones. Yes, correct. Because he is he does own a team in this league. Are you guys a little surprised though that the Chiefs were 29th? Is that the same I thing? I did see that too, and it it should be you like the, the Chiefs would say, yeah, look at all the success that we've had. Uh, that's something Bidwell's probably like. See, they're now. Yeah, there. but that's not a. It's not a. It's not an excuse. Like the Chiefs, they need to get on their shit. Like they need to start revamping things too. Like the further you're, like, this is going to be a great exercise each and every year from the NFL Players Association. And I don't think the owners can do anything about this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, this is the Players Association, and they, they're going to do what they want. I'm sure there's going to be some pushback saying, hey, what are we doing here? 
but this is going to hold organizations accountable. I love it. I, I, I right. wish there I wish there was more of it. Like there's there's just too much information. And now. once once you and, and you know that especially with training facilities and, and the ever evolving you know game of football, like it's it, the further you kind of slip as far as travel and how you treat families and and your facilities. Like if you go from A, once you reach like below B, revamp it. Yeah, you make too much money. Everybody gets a revenue check that is split between all 32 teams. Everybody gets the exact same amount. So you can sit back and you be you can be a dysfunctional fr- franchise 10 years ago and you can collect checks and you're fine. Your net worth, you're in the green. Now fans, they're pissed off. Fans are pissed off. They're talking about season tickets are going up. You see the opposing fans at State Farm Stadium. We don't want any part of that. We want that filled up with red and white. But it comes at a price, a significant one. Invest in your team, and then fans will want to invest. That's the easiest way to put it. The days of having owners that are that are buying teams as an investment to make money, I think that the, those are almost gone. They've weeded up most of those guys. And, and to watch what the Phoenix Suns have done in just a short time under new ownership, and they are now one of the darlings of the NBA, and kudos to them. They deserve it. We're so excited about what's happening with the Phoenix Suns. But it's like, hey, Michael Bidwell. Look at, take a cue from this operation. Even before the team was sold, the trajectory of it, the uniform changes, the vibes around that team, going all in for Kevin Durant, first-class facility. I just, to me, it's, you've got the model in town. Don't be the little brother. Get on, their, get on the Phoenix Suns level. Yeah, and I see somebody pushing back and saying, you know, uh, team's responsible for feeding the players. Like, if the Seahawks are doing that, if the Niners are doing that, if, if the Rams are doing that, then, yeah, you have to do free food. That's the NFL. PHNX Sports gives us free food when we come into the office. Now, we have a much smaller capacity than a robust. Now Circle K on board. Oh, my my goodness. I can't stop eating free food when I go (laughs) to PHNX uh, headquarters, and I can't stop talking about Circle K because it is – you talk about the hierarchy of partnerships. This is the A-plus tier. We're so fortunate to be partners now – with Circle K, it's synonymous with convenience stores like PHNX is synonymous with Valley Sports. And guess what? They're giving away a $500 gas gift card to one of our Arizona listeners. All you got to do is text PHNX to 31310 to enter. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, whenever I stop off at a Circle K, I, not only do I fill up, but mm-hmm. I, I go inside and I dabble. I look around because the prices are elite. Yeah, the food is immense. Mm-hmm. The drink selection is off the chain. I feel safe when I go inside Circle K. It's just, it's a one. The bathrooms are immaculate. It's a one-stop shop, and it's. I think it's the elite hierarchy of convenience stores. They have a subscription service. Circle K does. It's sip and save. Five ninety-nine a yeah. month, and you get a drink a day. One cup every day. Yeah, you get a drink. Polar pop, coffee, whatever you know, a frosty. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, right? it's like there's one on Hardy and Elliott, mm-hmm. and that's right down the, the street from the facility. I guarantee you guys are just like, well, I'm not going to go pay for my lunch. I'm just going to go down to Circle <laughs> K and get yeah. myself a Polar Pop and a Sandy from Circle K. They've got this car that I think it's on both screen. You can save 10% or $0.10 cents every gallon, and you talk about the gas prices are, are ever-changing. I mean, I, I've— I've been able to go there and save an immense amount of money on my gas yep. compared to other places. But, again, Circle K, the newest partner to the PHNX, PHNX Cardinals family. We're so excited to welcome them on board. 
And uh, I, frankly, I need some Circle K coffee right now. Yeah, and if you're in there too, you can go. They got a great beer selection, including our friends over at Four Peaks. Oh, you can transition. find Four Peaks in any Circle K convenience yep. store, grocery store in the Valley because woven within the fabric of our great state of Arizona is this brewery. It's the it was once the little brewery that could. Now it is amazingly uh, vast. It, it covers the state. You've got the H Street location. It's the OG location. You can go in there. They've got the bre- actual brewing going. On there, you can see the tanks, and it's great atmosphere. You've got the TVs where you can take in any sporting event you want. They're starting to uh, gear up and, and get some athletes and prospects out there at Lucas Oil Field and starting to get their uh, their 40 times and, and starting to do some of the uh, just the little events here at the at the combine. You can go watch those at, at uh, Four Peaks. Enjoy yourself some lunch, get yourself uh, an appetizer, an entree, some dessert, and enjoy some great beer like Kilt Lifter, their flagship. Or how about the number one wheat beer in Arizona? It's Four Peaks. It's if and also they're they're teaming up with the M3F Festival. That's the McDowell Mountain Music Festival, uh, March third and fourth. They got the Wow Wheat Beer there. Grab a couple of them and also get yourself some ticks. M3FFest.com. Enjoy some Wow Wheat and some great music. McDowell Music Mountain Music Festival. Uh, before we went live today, we got some breaking news via Adam Schefter that I was not expecting. Uh, I don't think many people were. Uh, Jalen Carter, Georgia defensive tackle standout. He's back at the Combine in Indy to finish his interviews, measurements, and other, quote, activities. Again, that's via Adam Schefter. Yesterday, Carter turned himself into Athens authorities mm-hmm. uh, and has since posted bond. Um, yesterday was a whirlwind. Uh, tried to talk to Jalen, along with uh, many media members. Uh, of course, did not attend his uh, pre-scheduled podium session um, to go and take care of business. And now he's back and, and owning up to it. Uh, probably a couple months too late, but at least he's he's attempting to, I, I think, exonerate himself, yeah. tell his side of the story, but most importantly, probably own up to the process, which has not been handled well. No, it hasn't. Um, and then the details of what's alleged and what went down on that just tragic day uh, where two people lost their lives, uh, to me, I, I think that there, there's enough time between now and, and the 2023 NFL draft to where a guy like Jalen Carter can, yeah, close to exonerate himself. Uh, people could warm up to him in the court of public opinion. But I still stand by and just looking at uh, what we've read that at third overall, the Arizona Cardinals need to take him off their draft board. I think they have. I don't think it's an option. I put that out on Twitter yesterday. Uh, trade down. I, I guess anything's possible. But again, you, to me, it's like the message is still the same. You trade down, you get a couple extra picks, yeah, and then you're still making them your first pick of this new regime. I just feel like it would take a monumental shift. Um, the Robert Kimdichi comparison, I think, is real. Not in the sense. I think of it's unfair to Robert Kimdichi. Well, but I, I mean, the guy's allegedly smoked synthetic marijuana, fell out of a window. Yeah, no, not from, <laughs> not from, you know, of course the somebody passed away in this incident, multiple people. But just a a defensive tackle impact player from the SEC that had character concerns that fell to the Cardinals and the Cardinals talked themselves into being able to fix Robert Kimdichi. Um, I think this is a more extreme case is probably a better I, way to I get it. it. Like, it's apples and oranges, though. It's it's a guy like Kim Dietschy who didn't love football versus a guy who's a knucklehead that puts himself in bad positions to take himself off the field. But you've got too much of that already with the Arizona Cardinals. Right. No, absolutely. It's still, it's still 
I don't want either one of those type of players no. on, on your team, no. especially when you hear what the vision is from Monty Osenfort, from Jonathan Gannon, and I still believe Will Anderson fits that vision. I don't know what we're doing here talking about Tyree Wilson, but if there is a trade down, then a guy like Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, who has kind of been the darling this, this week, and we'll see what happens when he's not going to work out, but... Uh, as far as the combine goes, but he, he's, you know, the size and, and what's going on, the hype around him is real. Or trade down where we were talking to a couple of defensive backs today. There's some very intriguing guys that say you get to about nine, you trade out with the Carolina Panthers, and you see a lot of these prospects that we're talking about now at three, you're in a different tier. And somebody like Christian Gonzalez is very intriguing. Yeah, the Cardinals are going to be in the market for, for multiple cornerbacks. They really only have one that they can count on, and he's, I don't think he's a CB1 yet, Marco Wilson, but we need an opportunity to, to listen and connect with multiple high-ranking cornerbacks, uh, and Christian Gonzalez, I think, after this weekend, Bo, is going to be a lot of people's CB1, quintessential CB1. Here's what um, he had to say earlier. Do we, yeah, we're, we're getting those clips together because okay. we, we literally just talked to him, and, yeah. and like, it's not just Gonzalez. This is a very – this is a deep defensive backs uh, class. And you, I – because I think there's three guys, four guys that you can almost you can make a case for. What's tough to swallow, I think, if if you're a Cardinal fan and you hear the f- the fact that they might take a corner early, is that the line of scrimmage has not been improved, and so right. you'd be using that pick on a key position. I think cornerback is part of that premium position for that sure. Cannon and, and Michael Bidwell and Monty have talked about. But in terms of being able to move people, the line of scrimmage either on the offensive or defensive line. It doesn't check that box, but what you certainly don't want to do is force a pick. If he's the best cornerback available and you trade down to 9 or 10 and you recoup additional assets, I think that's a win. It's, it may not be everybody's preference. It's not my preference. I would take Will Anderson Jr. at number 3. But if the Cardinals for come away meeting with a Gonzalez or whomever, Joey Porter um, from Penn State, right? If, yep. they, if they connect with one Former of these Former Cardinal guys, great Joey Porter. Uh, let's talk about that. Um <laughs> then I think that, okay, you can say this is a guy that's going to be a staple of our secondary for the next half decade plus. Yeah. We feel really good about this kid. And then we've got more picks to address those other needs. What you can't do is take one at three, in my opinion. You've, number three Agreed. has to be reserved mm-hmm. for an impact front seven player because, I mean, and that group is dwindling by the day. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it sounds crazy to say, Bo, but it's like if they pick at three – I think right now it's just one of two guys. Yeah, I agree with that. And as far as could we, we tried to confirm with most of these top cornerback prospects today uh, about whether or not they had talked with the Arizona Cardinals. You mentioned Joey Porter Jr. Uh, this is what he had to say about AZ. He spent some time there. Uh, yeah, I met with the Cardinals. Uh, he told me it was a great organization. I just remember going there when I was young, and the pools were like hot tubs. So that was that's what I fell in love with down there. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. The pools were like hot tubs. He's correct. He, he has, in fact, uh, it makes me believe that he's been to Arizona. I mean, his dad played for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, but started Penn State. I think, I mean, I don't believe he's in, in the mix if you stay within the top ten. Uh, you'd probably have to trade back into the first round later to, yeah. if you really want to get a guy like Porter. But very impressive kid. Yeah. Very impressive. Um, but the, the, as you were talking, if you were pointing out, I think we're both on the same page here as far as who the top DB is in this in this draft class. I mean, Christian Gonzalez, who also talked uh, just about an hour ago to the Combine Press. This is what Christian Gonzalez from Oregon had to say. 
you know, it'd be great. Uh, you know, just him being him, you know, going out there and being able to lead people, uh, you know, he's, that's one of his great qualities, you know, being able to take control of the back end and, you know, obviously playing over, under somebody that's uh, gone through a lot of things and, you know, being able to play at the level he plays up from, that would be a, a great mentor to learn from. I mean, you got to love the comments about Buda Baker, Bob McManaman, Arizona Central, asking what it would be like to play with Buda. And I, to me, he checks all the boxes. Mm -hmm. He played in a Power 5 conference. He dominated. Okay, he had some adversity. He went from Colorado to Oregon. Shine mm -hmm. with, let's face it, maybe better coaching, better players around him. Four interceptions, seven passes defended last year in the Pac-12. And here's what I really like about him. He's 20 years old. Yeah. I mean, some of these defensive line prospects, Tyree Wilson, they're older. They're, I think they're going to be 23 to start next year. That's reminiscent of when you got a Patrick Peterson. It's like... This kid is only going to get better and better and better. 6'2", 200-plus pounds, well put together, a true outside corner. I love Byron Murphy, yeah. but there's been some question marks. Should he stay in the slot? Can you move him outside? Um, I hope that he, he, he tests off the charts this week. You have an absolute tool shed there. I mean, and somebody that if, if he's playing across from Marco Wilson, I mean, Marco Wilson you saw was like, what was he, around 4'4", four, four, and yeah. then he had a 43-and-a-half-inch vertical. Yep. I mean, just has everything that you want. And we saw a giant step in his second season for Marco. Uh, if if they move off of Byron and, and then they go this direction with a trade down and they get an athlete the caliber of, of Christian Gonzalez, like you said, size, speed, the pedigree, his his sister, David Blau, former Cardinals quarterback. I don't know. I say former. I don't. He, he was the Cardinals quarterback in last season. His brother-in-law, he, he said he's been playing around with – David Blau's been in the picture since he was 10 yeah. and has kind of mentored him a bit. Uh, that's his brother-in-law. His, his sister is a, an Olympic – uh, hurdler. Yeah. Uh, it's just he's got the technique that you want. Uh, just a very impressive guy. And it's it's a very impressive crop. Uh, you, you got the kid out of Illinois as well in the mix. Um, some some deep it's a deep cornerback class and, and maybe, you know, as you're sitting there at thirty four, that might be an option too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think not for Gonzalez. He's not no, gonna be there. Jonathan Gannon, if he's shown you anything, he values that position. And uh, you, you, they were loaded in the secondary. They, they, it was almost like their defensive line was elite, their linebackers were overachievers, and then their secondary with their corners were elite, and then their safeties were overachievers. Mm -hmm. And it's like the stark contrast of what the Cardinals have. The Cardinals are lacking talent on the defensive line. Mm -hmm. They've got all this talent invested in the inside linebacker position, something we talked about that where the new people have come from, they don't really value that. They've got elite safeties, mm -hmm. and they've got some big-time gaps and questions at quarterback. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see, at least for the first 18 to 24 months, how they kind of mesh it all together. But again, I, I go back to this This first overall pick for the Cardinals has to set the tone. It does. It, you, can't, you can't come out and take a guy with character concerns. I mean, Kime used to do that on occasion. But you would double down with somebody like Patrick Peterson when you took a Tyron Matthew, you took him in the third round. But then they, they, they got too risky with, Kim, the, with the Kim Dichies of the world. Yeah. They got too risky with small school guys. They got too risky with tweeners, guys that were positionless. Like, I want to be able, whomever the Cardinals take, to go over and say, okay, plays a position that will translate. Great human being, mm -hmm. team captain, right? The, what you want to build your locker room around. You ought to be able to do that. 
with the third overall pick. Like yeah. I, I'm not I'm not into the well you can't check every box. That's bullshit. When you're picking this high and you assume that multiple quarterbacks are going to go in front of you or around you, I don't want to reach for anything. I want elite traits across the board. And it, it, you you look at Monty Austinfort's resume and draft history most recently with Tennessee. Yeah. They did but they were in the 20s. They take took a guy that you know I don't know I talked about for the Cardinals potentially uh, in, in the uh, Zayvon Collins draft in, in Caleb Farley who had medicals, and that's proven to be a bad pick. Yeah. Uh, but there's a history there. But then you look at Philly's roster, especially their defensive secondary. It's like Darius Slay was a Detroit Lion before he was a, an Eagle. Bradbury spent some time Carolina, New York before he came in. It's, it's vets. Yeah. There's not a lot of guys that they've invested high picks in in Philadelphia. That's at least been on no the tr- offense. Yeah, exactly. And, and we got word that – Really, Gannon said, give me the, the brunt of the defense and I'll take my lumps and I'll make it work with, you know, cheaper free agents right. and later picks. Look at the resources. Devontae Smith, early pick. Dallas Goddard. A.J. Brown was was traded for a pick. Their offensive line is littered with first-round picks. Jalen Hurts is a second-round pick. Most of their resources, their elite resources, like the Cardinals, mm-hmm. have gone on offense. And then you look at their defense and it's – I think guys they've gotten to overachieve. Like Hardgraves, great player. Was he great before he got to Philadelphia? I would argue no, because Pittsburgh probably would have kept him. Mm-hmm. Right? He would have remained where he was previously. CJ, he left New Orleans right. and he came to. Well, he was traded he, for. He's yeah. traded for, and he yeah. and he came to Philadelphia. Darius Slay was great in, in uh, Detroit, but he upped his game when he got with Jonathan Gannon and company. So that should make you feel good. Like, I think there's a cockiness, confidence. Yeah. And cockiness is not a a, a bad word. No. I think it's a it's something you want. You look at Gannon, you can he exudes that. Yeah, to that he hey give me anybody. I I can take Marco Wilson's game to the next level. Uh, you don't want to resign Byron Murphy. Bring in somebody else, and we'll develop them. Yeah, we'll, yeah. I think there is the confidence there in the defensive secondary. I think that there's confidence there at, at this in the second uh, level as far as the linebackers, and then. Hey, invest in the in the trenches. Invest in the defensive line. Invest in the offensive line and the offense. That's the I think that's the hardest part that I I struggle with now with presumably Carter off the board at three, and you know we've heard rumblings that the, maybe the Cardinals don't love Will Anderson, which I think is ridiculous. Um, and then you know talking yourself into Tyree, I always just envision this pick being an impact line of scrimmage player, and if there was a Panay Sewell. I would have no problem taking that player at, at three, an elite, elite offensive tackle. What? Really? Yeah. You're. I mean, DJ. I mean, Humphreys- I think Penny Sewell answered a lot of questions in the draft process that were asked, uh, but he slipped to eight, right? Yeah, but he was coming into that season. Was, yeah, had the Will and Anderson s type of hype. Like this is a franchise. But I feel like left tackle. I, I think Will Anderson had a much better season than Penny Sewell did. I'm just making a point that no, I know. either line of scrimmage, that's that's my preference. Okay, three. I got it. And so if there was a – there was a, give me another top tackle that just – who went last year? The kid from Seattle, if he was in this draft, like Charles Cross, Cross. Cross or somebody like that, that was in, that that we could come out. And but maybe he's not the third overall pick. Maybe guy. it's Skaronsky. I don't know, but he's only 6'4". You wouldn't he take Skaronsky third. No, just trade he, down. Might, he might play, be a player guard. But that's that's the point I'm trying to make. It's a bad I'm, I guess I'm not making it well <laughs> enough. I want the third overall pick to be a people mover, tone setter, ass kicker. Yes. What have the Cardinals been for Kingsbury's tenure? Soft, right? They had to go sign J.J. Watt because they were soft up front. They couldn't move people around, right? And so whether it's the offensive or defensive line, 
I just think that, in my opinion, like an old school football mindset, it's just this: the game is one up front. And I love cornerbacks and receivers and backs, but man, like I've watched this team get their brains beat in. I've watched yeah. Kyler Murray get knocked around, gashed in the run game, and then I've Far watched too often. and I watched the defensive line that outside of Watt is pretty average. Like I, I Zach Allen had a nice year last year, but that was with JJ Watt. Maybe he goes and plays well next year. I hope he does. And mm-hmm. if the Cardinals can bring him back at a reasonable price, let's do it. But like, wh- when's the last time they've had a front seven defensive lineman? take over a game. It's been a long time. It's been Calais Campbell. Yep. It's been Darnell Dockett. Like, that's the kind of player I would want to get at three. Well, I think you got you you got J.J. Watt performances. Yeah, I guess I just didn't correlate them with elite defense because yeah. a lot he was getting sacks and the right. Cardinals were losing by 20. And they were getting pressure, and then you didn't have guys on, on in, in the back half covering guys. And it was just like they were able to move chains, and, yeah, it just didn't stand out as much as – the Calais teams with the no-fly zone playing behind them. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to sound ignorant. You can trade down and, and get an elite player in the teens or at the in the in the late part of the top ten. But man, I just I wanted this. I thought that this third overall pick was going to be a sure thing. Yeah, with two quarterbacks going in front of you. Our, our draft coverage continues here from Indianapolis. The draft combine. I see Lawrence that we've got a, a super chat in there. Our friend Pedro, thank you for the dollar ninety nine super chat. What's he have to ask? Uh, he says, "Can't forget that Seattle having two picks in the first is another those rascals. Those it's the, strip those picks, <laughs> take them away, Shane. Those those Russell Wilson picks. Uh, they continue to be big. It's, they obviously have the fifth overall. Yeah, and then uh, you know, and, and Pete Carroll said that it seemed like he was more." talking about their later pick in the first round, that they're connected to these quarterbacks. Right. Now, I don't know if he's just kind of a little smoke screen, because I, I know Pete, he's a, he's a rascal himself. Like, he's he's trying I to— I hate he, how good he is. he is. We watched him speak for 30 minutes, by the way, and he, he looks like he's going to coach for, like, another 10 years. Yeah. He, that man's in his 70s. He's an elite head coach. And here's another thing, the Will Anderson factor. If the Arizona Cardinals don't take Will Anderson at three and Indy stays at four and they take a QB— if you gift Will Anderson Jr. to the Seahawks, I will never forgive this franchise. Uh, that that will be to have two ass-kicking, you know, edges that you've gifted. I, I know you don't pass on Kyler, but right. Nick Bosa's there. He's probably going to get extended and be in San Francisco for a long time. That's because that's something you got to rationalize if you're Monty and company. Like, you got to be convinced Tyree is going to be way better than Will Anderson. Because if you're wrong. It's like Metcalf and Andy Isabella all yeah. over again, too. And it's like next season, next draft, 2024. Uh, and Michael Bidwell told Dave Pash on his podcast that they are really an- kind of ramping up towards that draft where they feel like they're going to be right. in, a, in a good place to get their caliber of players where now it's just kind of a fire drill with the new regime coming in. Uh, you know, you've got – I think you kind of take – any of the questions that you, you you simplify it right and yeah you know you start looking at need and, and scheme fit and i think you can kind of get kind of outsmart yourself to where it's just like just take the best player take the best prospect what did gannon talk about he's schemeless right yeah. now we have benjamin albright on the show earlier this week check out that interview if you haven't already and he said that they're going to run basically a 4-3 defense which we assumed anyway but like if hassan reddick can play the end edge rusher in that defense like, why can't Will Anderson play that? Yeah. Uh, Aris uh, saying, he said, Will Anderson no matter what. That's what he still says. I, I want to put that on a Do t-shirt. we feel like that? Are we Will Anderson Jr. ride or dies right now? Yes. 
I am. Yeah. I mean, you probably should be. <laughs> I know Lawrence Producer over here Lawrence with who works, CHGO. Yeah, works with our yeah. friends at CHGO, <laughs> and they're. It's a tough time. You know, you got to take Jalen Carter off your board in the matter of 24 hours. Uh, I mean, yeah. it was I like a know, gut man. punch to these two shows. I'm interested yeah. to hear what our guys typical this what, whole season. What yeah, CHGO Bears have to say? I know you guys are going to be talking about Jalen Carter later. You got to follow him, of course, yeah. and, and watch him on YouTube as well. CHGO the troops. I don't know if you notice off stuff there. They are gathering. It, it's a big group. Yeah, I think everywhere. they're like Wu Tang Clan. There's about they go about 12 deep uh, over there at uh, CHGO Bears. Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear. Yeah, big man. Wu Tang Clan, maybe. <laughs> I like God. I like puns. <laughs> Hey, I'm a dad. Yeah, <laughs> We're dad all puns. dads, and we we don't we don't go that that punny. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm, sh- I'm producer Shane's daddy. <laughs> okay, that's true. All right. Oh, that face you just got. Eat, eat your fucking shrimp. <laughs> eat. eat Bo's going to talk about OGs, and he's going to eat the shrimp. You're going to eat it. I'm not touching that. No, I'm. Uh, look, I, I don't think. I'm your daddy. The only thing that can enhance this experience of this chatter here at the Combine is, yeah. is OGs. OGs can enhance any experience. It's Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen. It's got the best gummies you can find in Arizona. And they've got an unbelievable product line that you got to check out at ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z-Brands.com. How about they've got their new strawberries and cream? That's the one-to-one ratio of CBD to THC. They call it the happy balance. Yeah. And it, it doesn't get any happier than that, than, than that uh, strawberries and cream. Delicious flavors. How about their whole tropical selection? Uh, we've been staying in, in an absolute just whore film type of Airbnb. <laughs> you guys knock awesome. it. I kind of like it. It's I not, might, I might relocate. It's not, no. This is, look, if, if you're just joining the show, you haven't heard about our accommodations. Thank you, All City, for putting this up. I appreciate that. But you're this, never going to get this house This again. house is from the early 1900s, and it, it, uh, it throws... 1800s? 1800, whatever. I mean, but Raggedy Ann, if you think about it, the, the child's raggedy ragdoll and, and Andy... There are dolls all over this Airbnb. The main room. There's creaky floors. It makes me feel safe. It makes me feel scared for my life. I feel like at any moment I'm going to be pulled to the depths of hell from Raggedy Ann Bo and, might and sleep or on Andy. This table tonight. He might just say "f it" and just stay in the <laughs> convention center. All but night. let's get back to some good things. How about OG's yes, brands? Yes. Their entire selection of gummies. Uh, they're all about culture. They're all about everything we do at PHNX. We align very well with what OG's Brands is doing. It's unbelievable. Uh, check them out, ogsbrands.com. Follow them on your socials, at OG's Brands. Got to be 21 years or older. You can find them, though, in your local dispensary. Pedro with the super chat, $1.99, Lawrence. And I think this is this is the reality right now. Like, I, I Seattle has been known. I mean, they took Frank Clark once upon a time in the third round. It was a good pick for them. They've been known to dabble in the old character concern route. And I think they have renewed collateral after their draft last year. And they got two studs early on. Producer Shane's looking at me with a menacing grim. Um, but to me, it's like, you, I don't I don't discount that. I, I And if you're Monty and Gannon, like, you got to be um, – comfortable enough in your own shoes with who you take that you're not going to worry about Jalen Carter yeah. going to Seattle. Well, and I think Will Anderson gives you the ability to 100%. do that, right? I mean, to where you, if he if he falls short of expectations, you can still say, hey, look, there were all these red flags with Jalen Carter, uh, and, and we just needed to take the best prospect at the time, and you can make that case. Now, when you have, as far as the tape that they produce, and Jalen Carter becomes an ass kicker, and he's in a, in a better situation, better front seven at this point um you know that that's a tough pill to swallow but i think that that's one that the organization can live with 
uh, if they make that decision. It just feels like you can't think about who's behind you. You just want to. You go can't up. pick with the the threat of what's behind you. You got to do what's best as, for your as organization. As long as your pick, I mean, listen. Yeah, and I think Anderson gives you that that ability. If they take him, uh, could do some other things. If uh, you want Will Anderson to be an Arizona Cardinal, I mean, it's pretty simple. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say just hit that like button. I mean, it's pre- it's an, that's an easy like. Right? Easy. Yeah. yeah. You're easy to fun. like. Thanks, bud. Oh, no. Uh, go to gophnx.com. Find the many workings of our phenomenal team, including Gerald Bourget, who's writing a banger about the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant's debut last night. Not sure if you guys saw that, but KD is a Phoenix Sun, and you can pick up some Suns merchandise from the PHNX locker, like this fresh lid right here. I got the celebratory tee that I'm repping here yeah. at the NFL Combine. Everybody's asking me where I got it. You can get it for free at the PHNX Merchandise Locker when you become a diehard, which why wouldn't you want to be? Come and yell yeah. at Bonai in the exclusive member Discord. Get 20% off all of our many events, including our upcoming NFL draft party. We're going to have more details in the coming weeks on that. So excited. Um, and I'm excited to watch these guys work out today. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm excited about this shrimp cocktail too. I'm going to finally consume it. Uh, this is the St. Elmo's famous shrimp cocktail. So okay. it, it's got the cocktail sauce. It's got a little horseradish in it. really opens up the sinuses. Uh, if you like spice, it's still going to be something that, that has you going wow. So it's, it's, as we it's sit aggressive. here at 103, 1103 Arizona, you might think this is kind of early for that, and you're right. I don't, I don't, I don't want like a coffee. Do you have something for my to, shrimp cocktail. to brush your teeth with after that? No. Okay. Here we go. Don't talk to anyone. Okay. You talk while I eat. Okay. Bo's taking a bite. Uh, <laughs> I really heard that on Mike. I did night. too. <laughs> it is good. It's already hitting the back of my throat. Oh, it's nice. Done. Tearing it's up, up in a my little bit. Yeah, I'm into it. It's good. I, to me, it, uh, Saint Elmo's is it was worth the hype. We did it last year, and then. I was I was confused why the shrimp was out here, but I understand the concept right. now. I mean, it's usually when in doubt you throw it out, but I I think I'll be all right. I mean, it was only sitting uh, there for almost uh, th- over three hours. Yeah, yeah, so this could be a terrible decision. Okay. But thankfully, <laughs> but it was it did, delicious. Thankfully, it didn't happen to me. Um, and it happened and to my boy. Thankfully, the show is basically over now. <laughs> yeah, because right. Now, in case it is a problem, can we do and, something real? It could have happened to you, Johnny, but you're too much of a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Your boy Shane calling you a fraud. Real quick, uh, a couple guys we could confirm whether or not they've talked yes, let's with do the that. Arizona Cardinals. We can kind of run down. It was DB days uh, here at uh, at the NFL Combine. And uh, I talked to Iowa safety Kayvon Merriweather. He's a guy that projects as a fourth-round pick, three picks for the Hawkeyes this season. He says that he, he has met with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we also talked to J- Jason Taylor, the second He's an Oklahoma State safety, led the Big 12 with six interceptions. He projects as a fifth-round pick. He says that he's informally met with the Arizona Cardinals, so they haven't had an official meeting, but he's talked to either you know a positions coach or somebody from the organization. We tried to get uh, you know Oregon cornerback Christian Gonzalez to confirm. Uh, didn't really get that, but it seemed like he was anticipating. I'd be shocked if the Cardinals yeah, I didn't, think the Cardinals are going to talk to all the big cornerbacks. How about Joey Porter Jr. did? Confirm he spoke with the and met with the Arizona Cardinals uh, as far as the NFL draft goes. A projected day two pick out of Kentucky, cornerback Carrington Valentine, says he's informally talked to the Arizona Cardinals. And then Keely Ringo, we talked to him, you, you know, pretty much got, you know, what would it mean to come back to where he started, Suaro High School? Uh, what would it mean to come back and start your pro career in Arizona? You know, he didn't really answer the question of whether or not he's met with the team. But I, like we just said, I think they're going to meet with all these top corners as yeah. far as, uh, 
you know, formal, informal meetings. Yeah, I have it sourced. I don't know if the Cardinals have met with Jalen Carter or if they plan to, but I know they have talked to Will Anderson Jr. and Tyree Wilson uh, ahead of pick number three. Those happened, I think, a few days ago. Um, and that makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're talking – the Cardinals need to be talking to all the top guys, and they and they are. They're going to meet with uh, as many prospects as they can, but uh, they're keeping their options open, as are we. We got one last Super Chat before we sign off. Our guy Trevor, $1.99, do you think Diop will, will leave? Well, I think he'll be traded, and mm-hmm. I think he's going to be traded here in the next two weeks. We didn't even talk about his Instagram post yesterday. Yes. What was the wording? Uh, you know, something about your win in life. Yeah, when you're dealt bad cards in life, it makes you a better player. Kind of a shot at the franchise. What else is new with this team? I don't lately? know, but I don't know about that. He's he's sometimes poetic with his words. I love um, but we we were we were already in the arena in the belief that his tenure with the Cardinals is coming to an end. Yeah, and I think it's going to be amicable as far as you know his his stay here in Arizona, and then it's going to be. Both sides, I think, would benefit from him moving on. Yeah, when is Hopkins, even with the Bill O'Brien situation, ever gone scorched earth? Cardinals are going to be in a position to recoup assets, and and whomever, whether it's Kansas City, uh, is going to get a great player. Uh, you are all our first round pick here at mm. PHNX PHNX Cardinals. Be sure to like this video, share it around the YouTube metaverse, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. One last yeah. super chat if uh, from Trevor. Again, $1.99. Thanks so much, Trev. If traded, can we get some picks for this draft? Yeah, absolutely. That, I would assume your D-Hop picks yeah. are going to be this year, at least your premium one. So the Cardinals are going to probably be sitting pretty. I, they've got, what, eight picks now? I think they're going to be in a market to at least have double digits. And the key is how many top 100 picks can you get? You would assume Hopkins is going to net you at least one. And then if you trade back from three to nine, 10, 11, you're going to get multiple. But I, again, I'll sign the show off by this, but I, I think the more that we've heard, don't discount a one in 2024 being an option for this team. Hmm. If, if a team loves one of these quarterbacks, the Cardinals, will, will I think, will gladly say, yeah, Give us your one this year, a two this year, and a one in 2024. I think they'd like to do a deal like that. Love it. I think that would be great. I think it would be uh, you start cooking with gas as far as this rebuild goes for the Arizona Cardinals and uh, immediate tip of the cap to the new regime if they can pull off a deal like that. Uh, like and subscribe. We're back manana to put a bow on NFL Combine 2023. Lock in to PH- watch some workouts. Yes, lock into PHNX Cardinals. The rest of today we've got some exclusive content coming your way. But for Bo Brock, with his jumbo shrimp. Yeah, it might be violently ill soon, Yeah, uh, but I'm going to power through. Uh, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow.